0: Okay, very good, and we're coming back in, this is the third hour, or this is the Barden Report, coming back in the third hour from Republic Broadcasting, P.J. Barden is my name, and we're here today on the 19th day of September, Saturday 19th of September. Okay, we'll go to the, um, Mike Adams has a second piece, final piece today, on 40 Days to U.S. Social Chaos really know what he's talking about. He'll explain it. But Mike Adams on 40
1: um, days. As I'm 40 day, this, there are only 40-something days remaining until the election. And the purpose of this podcast is to light a fire under your butt, and mine as well, about getting ready with all the last-minute preparations that we need to have in place before we very likely see an attempted Well, uprising, a a kinetic coup, probably shortly after the election. The radical left will go insane. They will try to overthrow the country. They will carry out mass murder in the streets. These are the same people who are right now setting wildfires across Western states as part of their gray terrorism operation to burn this country down and weaken uh, any government response. This is also why they've been defunding police. This is part of the same strategy. They defund police. Eliminate police response so they can carry out their crimes with their brown shirts, which are their left-wing, radical, lawless lunatics who are chanting death to America and kill the police and uh, terrorizing white people at cafes and restaurants. It's insane where we are right now. But you have a, a little over 40 days to get everything ready. That's it. Which means it's time to double down and think about your food supplies, your self-defense weapon systems. Do you have your your firearms ready to go? Do you have a bug out plan in case it gets bad? Do you have a neighborhood defense plan you and your neighbors getting together to defend yourselves against the violence of left-wing terrorist mobs? Do you have a communications plan? Do you have a grid down plan? What happens when the power grid goes out in your area? Which... Looks like that's going to, to happen in certain areas across the country. By the way, uh, Trump's nominated HHS spokesperson on the the air a couple days ago said that the radical left is going to have a uh, an attempted violent coup attempt the day after the election. He said that. I <laughs> mean, it's you know this is no longer just sort of alternative media. This is mainstream. Uh, Trump officials warning about what's coming because, frankly, the radical left is advertising their plans anyway. We know what they're going to do. On election night, when Trump wins with an overwhelming victory, which is obvious at this point because nobody's showing up at the Joe Biden rallies, they're empty. They're empty. So Trump's going to win in a landslide. Then the tech giants like Facebook are going to ban anybody who says that Trump won. They've already announced that. They're going to ban any speech, any posts, any channels that talk about Trump winning. And then they're going to try to rig the election with ballot harvesting and counterfeiting of fake ballots. So over the subsequent few weeks, they're going to try to counterfeit their way to an election victory. Trump's legal team is already prepared to shut that down. And when it is shut down, and then the left is going to claim Trump stole the election by using lawyers. That's what they're going to say. Trump stole the election. He cheated when, in fact, they are cheating. Remember, everything that the left is actually doing, they accuse their opponents of doing. That's why Joe Biden said that Trump is an arsonist who's going to burn down America, while in reality, left-wing Joe Biden supporters are actual arsonists who are literally burning down uh, America's forests in Western states. They always accuse their opponents of the very thing that they are doing themselves. So they're going to accuse Trump of stealing the election when he wins. And when he refuses to leave the White House, remember, this is their narrative. They're going to say, he must leave the White House. We're going to have to force him to leave no matter what. When he refuses to leave because he won the election, they're going to say, well, it's time for a mass uprising. They're going to say they have to throw Trump out of the White House. They're going to say they have to have a, communist coup a revolution an uprising an overthrow whatever when that happens in my analysis trump will invoke the insurrection act this will put troops on the streets of america they're already being pre-positioned in place using operation warp speed where trump is saying that oh this is all about distributing vaccines that way no one can oppose it because you can't say anything against vaccines so he says yeah we're gonna we're gonna distribute vaccines using the military. It's actually a cover story to distribute military personnel across the cities all over America so that when the radical left initiates its uprising, Trump will have military troops ready to greet them, to put down the insurrection, arrest those who are involved in granting aid and comfort to these enemies of America. And so I'm hoping that means Trump is going to have the military police arrest the left-wing traitors the Nancy Pelosi's, the Governor Brown's, the Governor Newsom's and so on. They're all criminals and they need to be arrested. It's time to shut this down. It's time to defend America against the traitors who are trying to destroy it. But as this happens, it's going to be pure chaos all across America. You're going to have a hard time getting groceries, buying gasoline. You won't be able to find any firearms or ammunition anywhere. Not that you can now, but it'll be even harder then. It won't be safe to go shopping in many areas we're going to be under a kind of martial law although not technically martial law but you won't be able to travel there will be military on highways with military checkpoints okay and this is this is a temporary necessary thing to defeat the enemies of america and i i have faith that trump is doing this or going to do this for all the right reasons i support these actions We have to use the military domestically to defeat and take down the enemies of America. I believe Trump's going to do it. I think he's got no other choice. And when it happens, your best bet is to stay home. Stay off the roads. Stay away from the crowds. Stay away from the mobs. Don't take your gun out and look for trouble. Stay home and defend your home. Defend your property. Now, the scenario may change if they try to have a coup against Trump. If they, if they try to surround the White House, I may at some point call for all Americans to converge in Washington, D.C. to defend our republic and stop the the assault attempt against the White House. I reserve the right to call for that, but I think the military will deal with that. And there's going to be bloodshed on the streets of America because these left-wing lunatics will not stop. You can't use the rule of law because they don't recognize any law. They want chaos and violence. They want bloodshed. And that's exactly what they're about to get from the military. You're going to have to stop the insurrection. And it all begins probably right after the election. So your window of opportunity to get prepared with any last minute preparedness items that you're thinking of, you know, is rapidly closing. And I, I think I'm the only analyst in the independent media that that has, talked about the 14th Amendment, Section 3, and the taking down of those engaged in rebellion against the United States. Anyone who has taken an oath of office, any governor, any mayor, any state legislator, must be removed from power if they aided or granted comfort to enemies of America. I think I'm the only one talking about this. It's right there in the Constitution. It demands that Trump take these actions in order to protect The equal rights of the American people under the Constitution. You have to remove from power those who are actively working against the United States to destroy this nation. And I believe that Trump will invoke this. This There's going to be chaos for a while. So you'll need to get prepared in every way that you can think of. Whatever preparedness items that you already have in place, double check them. Make sure you've got a plan to defend them. Make sure you have a good bug out plan if if that's your option. Make sure your bug out vehicle is ready. And by the way, watch all the videos and podcasts on my website, prepwithmike.com. How-to instructional videos on firearms and, and emergency fire starting devices for camping and survival use, and how to clean your guns with coconut oil and you know all kinds of really very practical, you know, how to tie effective knots to secure lines and so on. Very good how-to information, prepwithmike.com. Study it, download the videos if you want, put them on your hard drive. The internet may, may go down during all of this. So I don't know if we're going to be online. I really don't know. I don't know if the power grid's going to work. I don't know if cell phones are going to work. There might be a complete lockdown of the entire system while the military deploys across America to take down the traitors. And if that happens... Your job is to support the effort to defend America, but stay off the streets. Let them do their jobs to clean out this swamp, clean out the demons, end the insurrection so that we can restore America and restore the rule of law. So I'll stay online as long as I can. I'm Mike Adams, of course, the Health Ranger. Thank you for listening to this emergency podcast. There are many more coming. Watch my channel on brighteon.social, the new social media platform, the alternative to Twitter, free speech, is welcome there, brighteon.social. My username there is at HealthRanger. Just follow my channel there. I mean, just sign up and then follow at HealthRanger, and you'll be able to get all of my you know, tweets or updates and real-time posts and so on, and I'm doing that all day and in, into the evening, usually all the way to midnight. Lots of new intel coming in at all hours of the day. So subscribe there, follow my channel, and you'll be able to get those updates from me in real time. Thank you for listening. Be safe and get prepared. A global reset is coming. And that's why I've recorded a new nine-hour audiobook. It's called The Global Reset Survival Guide. You can download it for free by subscribing to the naturalnews.com email newsletter, which is also free. I'll describe how the monetary system fails. I also cover emergency medicine and first aid and what to buy to help you avoid infections. So, download this guide. It's free. It's my gift to you simply because I want like minded people to survive.
0: Very good. Very good. Excellent. Very, very, very good. And that is worth getting that. Um, but uh, that's right on the money. But uh, that's going to happen. It's a nothing sure, at least for just the first time in maybe 10 years. We can say exactly what's going to happen two months out and for months after that. And uh, I'd love to see the way the BBC will report it, uh, God help us, or at least any people who listen to RBN and the serious end of the alternative media, a lot of idiots and everything, including the alternative media, but um, cannot but be informed what's going to happen. It's uh, shocking. But um, just read the piece, what do you refer to there, uh, Thousands of people have joined Brighton Social to exercise free speech about vaccines, Christianity, Trump, and other topics that get banned by Tech. There's Brighton. And Brighton Social is now an equivalent of Twitter, I would take it. Since launching the beta version of Brighton Social, the new social media alternative to Twitter, here it is, thousands of people have used the network and are expressing all sorts of positive comments about being able to speak about censorship. Uh, so Brighton Social allows you to post memes, short text messages, pictures, or short videos. For longer videos, post them on brighton.com and then post the URL of, of that video on Brighton Social. It will automatically um, embed as a playable video. Uh, okay, on Brighton Social, there is no censorship, no pro-Christian, or pro-Trump. <laughs> There's no censorship of Christian or Trump issues, no shadow banning, no surveillance or tracking, and no ties to Google or Amazon. That—that uh, that is a breath of fresh air, that's for sure. Brighton um, social is hosted outside the USA, and is built on the open source uh, Mastodon platform. Take a note of that, with extensive customization and added features. We intend to contribute to the Mastodon community to help support other efforts. Um, just put a note here about somebody, yeah. Zed Golden Report, which runs a popular video channel on Brighton.com, has joined Brighton Social and is posting intriguing content each evening. Another user named John Delp, is posting breaking news items throughout the day, covering BLM, terrorism, current events and attacks on the police. Another account called Happy the Happy the man has just joined and is posting intriguing videos about liberty and globalist government corruption. Um, the uh, with and as with any social media network, you can follow these channels once you join, and you can cite other is, users in your messaging by using their username. Uh, it says mine is a Health Ranger. Okay must take note of that. You can also embed these tools uh, with your own web or boost other people's posts to your own followers. Join Brighton Social right now and join Uncensored Pro-Liberty Conversation. Note, Yahoo Mail is currently blocking email from our services so why wouldn't they? So use the different email provider that is run by left-wing run by left-wing authorities. (laughs) So use a different email provider that is uh, isn't run is not run. I got to use the word not run by left wing authority, etc. etc. But okay, you've got another option uh, to, uh, other than than um, Twitter. I don't. know. I'm not going to put Twitter anyway. But there's, uh, there's useful information there on that on many levels. <clears throat> okay. Um, the as we cruise down to the break. Um, Here's an interesting thing. California social generation drops to almost a third below levels reported last month. This is the smoke from wildfires, right? So all the Chinese investment in Arizona and the... the, uh, Well, this is probably a preliminary, these wildfires to uh, the invasion of America by China. Smoke and haze from California's fires are still... blanketing the state and neighboring regions, slashing the output of the the largest solar installations across the nation by almost a third, according to headline USA. Because of the thick smoke floating in the air, there is a reduction in the amount of sunlight that reaches solar panels, said Michael Boland, project manager for the solar generation at the Electric Power Research Institute. But the problem does not stop there. Boland explained that smoke particles could end up set settling um, on the photovoltaic cells of solar panels long after the haze disappears, thus blocking light from the entrance of the modules. Therefore, the panels are going to have to be cleaned. The strain on California electrical grid has not let up since last month after the record-breaking drought and blazing fires had people turning (coughs) their air conditioning units to full last throughout the night. In fact, state officials have been pleading for residents to avoid using major appliances. But despite these measures, grid managers caution that the threat to outages remains so long <clears throat> remains so as the intense heat continued. Experts are also concerned that the significant drop in state solar output is going to compound the need for st- state enforced rolling blackouts that could affect hundreds of thousands of residents in San Francisco based. Uh, <clears throat> the infamous, appalling, demonic Pacific Gas and Electric PG and E that Deborah Tavares broadcast so much on, started cutting electricity in parts of Northern California. That's where she lives. The measure came about just a day after the California independence system operated and anticipated four thousand megawatt power shortage Due to um, sorry, in anticipated not operated, a four thousand megawatt power shortage due to wildfires affecting transmission lines. The company estimated that at least five hundred thousand residents could be affected by the snuffouts, based on census data on people <coughs> per household in California. Over the past decade, California utilities have recorded resorted to public safety shutoffs, confined to certain areas, in order to reduce the risk of transmission lines uh, sparking wildfires. Um, Tremendous challenges in pursuing solar energy. California could see repeated rolling blackouts in the coming months, even after the fires started being put out. But Governor Gavin Newsom remains adamant in moving forward with plans to cut off carbon-based fuels in California come 2045. 2045, will we be here then? Convictions... That the wildlifes are just the result of climate change—such yeah, crap. However, critics were quick to slam these plans and rebuke state regulators in California Public Utilities Commission, the CPUC. Steve Verbrick, chief executive officer of California ISO, said the current situation would have been avoided had regulators ensured adequate power generation. Well, they have no intention of in doing that. PG&E's history and all the lawsuits against PG&E. He added that California ISO has been pointing out the, to procurement authorities that there was inadequate power available. These blunders demonstrate that the CPU's process is, deter- is determining the state power needs is broken. The solar debate flared again in a virtual, a virtual leadership summit last week. Former Energy Secretary Ernest Mons Caution that solar power will, and batteries alone will not be enough to answer the state's power needs. It's man is stating the bleeding obvious. Like wind, solar is like wind, solar is an unreliable power source given changing power demands throughout the seasons. Therefore, until scientists develop more su- sustainable ooh, there's the word technologies, natural gas must be utilized, etc. Well, that's the key one. Natural gas. There's more natural gas in America to last a few hundred years. More solar farm, panel, more solar panel farms, less for forest management. <laughs> I disagree with that. In a recent article, Victor Davis Hansen at story at Stanford University, Hoover Institution wrote that California's progressive officials will blame climate change for everything, sure, from, including the wildfires, rolling blackouts, poor government response, and the official blame gaming. That will then follow as pre- a prelude to f- to far more solar panel farms and still less forest management. He added. <coughs> Sorry, the se- the sentiment echoes that of President Donald Trump during his visit to California on Monday, September the fourteenth. During a brief briefing, Trump cited improper forest management as the culprit behind the fires, which is part of it. But nobody will talk about directed energy weapons. Really, calling them. Call, call when trees fall down, their trunks become like matchsticks that can explode, he said. Newsom, however, stressed that imp- the importance of climate change, which he de- de- deemed to be a fundamental issue in the light of the fires. The lefties spout this, this kind of stuff nonstop. Despite their differences, Trump said that Newsom agrees with him on forest management. Really, you drop a cigarette on it and come back a, you know, an hour later and you have a forest fire. In the in the context of fire prevention forest management strategies could range from clearing out dead trees and vegetation etc 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 but um <clears throat> yes, the solar solar fires yeah absolutely a, a monument to uh the uh, the smoke wiping out the solar panels yeah and now they're gonna have to be cleaned the whole of them wow 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 but um It goes on and on and on. No, no, into it. Anyway, we'll wait till the bottom of the hour break and then we'll play the next piece from Jordan Peterson, which is uh, why he's suing one extreme left bigot. And he's the man to do it, that's for sure. And uh, an amendment quietly added to PrEP Act, we read this last week, allowing pharmacists to vaccinate children. Well, the um, uh, shocking, shocking carry on. That and uh, trashing the death certificate. Useless unless either President Donald Trump or Department of Health and Human Services HSS Secretary Alex Azar revoke it. A new amendment is to the so called PREP Act, uh, Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, will allow for farmers to start vaccinating children as young as three. Added on August 24th, this latest change, the third so far since PrEP Act was established back in March 10th, sets a new precedent allowing for people who are not doctors to jab children with dangerous and potentially life-threatening chemicals. Since the PrEP Act was established, immunity for those administering vaccines as well as for those selling personal protective equipment, PP such as face masks, liability-free pharmacists, would soon be tasked with administering <laughs> liability free vaccines to your children and you can't get any compensation from the pharmaceutical company. Right? You have to go to the government and wait in line. Uh, but the damage is done. This includes Trump's newfangled Operation Warp Speed vaccine for for the Wuhan coronavirus the manufacturers of which are totally covered under the PREP Act with blanket immunity for all liability. The action by the Secretary of HSS allows certain licensed pharmacies and pharmacies interns who are acting under the supervision of a licensed pharmacist to order and administer any vaccine that the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommends to persons aged uh, 3 to 18 right? <laughs> reports the children health thing that is shocking uh, the amendment was prompted by a report from the CDC in which it found a significant decrease in rates of routine childhood vaccine, vaccinations uh, Trump wants COVID-19 vaccines to be mass distributed before the election which is why pharmacists are needed to help jab people <laughs> dear, oh dear. this is the guy supposed to be cleaning the swamp Draining the swamp. I don't think so. In other words, because childhood vaccine nations reach rates are on the decline, the Centre for Disease Control, the CDC, a private corporation yeah, for, for profit, along with other vaccine industry interests, are using the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic as an excuse to expand the, the guidelines to govern who is allowed to administer the vaccines. The First Amendment made to the PREP Act on April 10, extended liability immunity to cover those participating in the so-called countermeasures that were authorised under the CARES Act, another act, and the Economic Security Act. Oh, yeah. These include manufacturers of face masks, plastic seals, gloves, and hospital gowns. The Second Amendment Act on June 4th clarifies some of the details for the first one, as well as expanding expanded the uh, and allowed use of therapeutics and other measures that are now now specifically designed for the Wuhan virus. said, now the Third Amendment seals the deal by granting pharmacists the jurisdiction to start chabbing children with both standard childhood vaccines as well as Wuhan virus vaccine, which Trump has indicated could be ready for mass distribution just prior to the November election, considering will the stock go everywhere. And there's shocking tragedies in Britain with people with horrendous side effects who were volunteers. Imagine volunteering to test a vaccine. Wow. Putting your head in a noose. Considering that many people, both children and adults, already suffer adverse effects from improper vaccine administration by doctors. Throwing pharmacists into the mix adds another layer of problems that only further increase the risk of serious complications As it turns out, one of the biggest issues with current vaccine administration, especially at drugstores like CVS and Walgreens, is that people are being jabbed by minute clinic doctors in the wrong part of the arm, causing them to suffer shoulder injuries. Compound this with improperly trained pharmacists and their technicians now doing the jabbing. And you can clearly see the heightened dangers involved with the major change. This major change. The big problem here is the Prep Act is being used as a vehicle to circumvent Congress. The real concern is whether or not we'll see a federal mandate for COVID vaccines at some point in the future via the Prep Act. Adopting policy via flat flat uh, via fiat without proper and necessary public comments and testimony. The latest news updates are a push for Wuhan virus vaccines are available on pandemic news. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, (laughs) Again, tyranny. The tyranny goes on. The tyranny, absolutely. On a hundred levels. And this bar making pedantic speeches and actually not doing anything about any of these issues at all at any stage of the game. Anyway, we have a caller briefly, Dwayne in Philadelphia. Hello, Dwayne. Glenn,
2: hello, PJ.
0: Hi. Um,
2: I heard you you mention the uh, government asking people to curtail their use of major appliances in order to, you know, uh, be able to generate enough electricity. California, yeah. Yeah, the the thing about that is these... uh, this, they're doing a kind of a pincer movement on control of your appliances now, because on the one hand, they're selling people on the notion on these remote control thermostats and things like that. Ooh, you have mm-hmm. control, and your phone and your app can control it. Yeah, for the moment, but when they want mm-hmm. to override your control of it, they certainly can. And people don't realize that these smart meters for electricity on the side of the house
0: oh, yeah, yeah.
2: have... Have two networks on them. We're used to hearing of yeah. the term LAN, Local Area Network. Well, then there's mm-hmm. WAN, Wide Area Network, which is like your yeah. internet well, gateway. Well,
0: they can they can turn they can turn off individual appliances in your house. And by the way, the app you're talking about, that is going to be the digital passport, and you won't be able to go to a supermarket unless you have your digital app, app saying that you've been vaccinated. That's where this is headed.
2: Yeah, um, it's a very terrible control. Yeah.
0: Indeed, indeed, yeah. Okay, we'll go to this break, and we'll be back in a few minutes.
3: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website
4: by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extend your
3: life with
2: ExtendoVite.
5: Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heartthrob and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendabite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendabite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's one 1- 877-928-8822 or visit our website at heartdrop.com Extend your life
2: with
6: Extendovite. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks AIDS and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxy-silver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function viral weapon. Oxy-silver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful, loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxy-silver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already. <laughs>
0: Okay, so straight in from Macroville, I don't know, is Dwayne still there? Hello?
2: Glenn, yes, I'm still here.
0: It's, uh, it says Dwayne on the, on the header here. Glenn, yeah, just to finish up on that, I want to put in two finish, fit into uh, Jordan Peterson things, but just to finish up on that, go ahead, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, so the smart meters actually have two network interfaces on them, two routers, if you will. One mm-hmm. is one is connects to the wide area network for the power company to report your power usage, and the other is called a HAN. We're used to a LANs and WANs. This is a HAN, uh, home area mm-hmm. network. And among most people, unless they're like really into the well, you know, wealthy and into the smart home standard, I don't think they're, mm-hmm. they're, there's enough time to get this all implemented. But they want to be able to take over your thermostat. They want to turn off your you know air conditioners or just your thermostats and mm-hmm. your air conditioners stop your washer mm-hmm. if you're running it at the wrong so yeah so ultimately oh look it gives you con- they're selling you on the idea that you have control with your phone but they can take that control away anytime they want and just override you that's, yep, that that's my right,
0: point. That's right. Yeah, very good well, you know, they're beginning to push smart meters here but they made a shocking mistake the, the ones they put in the last few years are faulty that's replace them all so they're getting kicked here on a very big expense but there you are but thank you for that we have got two, two pieces coming up on Jordan Peterson, and I'll play them now. I'll, t- I'll talk to you again, okay? Just can uh, the the first one on Jordan Peterson is uh, who is suing Jordan Peterson and why he's suing the extreme left or something similar. Eight eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Is that one there? Jordan Peterson. Uh, the uh, he's he's been interviewed by a real lefty really liberal moron.
7: Said of yep. a, I think it was um, Mishra in the New York Review of Books. No, that. Well, let me just share what you yeah, said, okay. which is uh, I'm trying to be precise in my speech, but I believe you said you're a sink What did you say? That you were, I if you were, you're in, a if you sanctimonious prick, prick, and if, if you were here, in the room, I'd slap you. Yeah, so you don't regret that.
3: Not a bit. Okay. And um, I'll tell you why. Okay. Well, look, it's really complicated. You know, I have this I have this friend who's a native carver, and he he's he his, he comes from a very rough background, like way rougher than you think. And, and maybe some of you have come from rough backgrounds or you know people who've come from them, but he comes from a plenty rough background. And I started working with him, buying his art 15 years ago. And he was a survivor of residential schools in Canada. And, and we got pretty close. And uh, he helped me design the third floor of my house. And and, and anyways, the, the long and short of it was that I got inducted into his family about two year and a half ago in this big ceremony up in... Uh, a uh, native reservation in, in, in northern Vancouver. And, uh, you know, we've been through a lot together, and a lot of it's been pretty rough. And, you know, this m- whatever the hell his name was, Mishraj or whatever the hell his name was, had the temerity to say that I was romancing the noble savage. It's like, watch your step, buddy. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, not even a bit. And so had I been a left-leaning, uh, what, personage, And he had made a comment like that, there would have been hell to pay. So, which isn't to say that I'm a right-leaning personage, by the way. (laughs) So I don't regret it a bit. I think that what he said was absolutely reprehensible and that he should have been called out on it. And so I don't regret it at all. Now, people said, you know, maybe it would have been better for me not to have made that comment. And it's possible that they're right. But I actually thought about it and I thought, there's no excuse for that. You don't know what you're talking about. You're meddling with things you don't understand. And you're making a casual aspersion, not only on me, but on my noble, savage friend. It's like, yeah, no.
7: So speaking of things that people have said um, sort of to defame you, uh, you're currently suing Wilfrid Laurier University um, because, I be- you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think administrators there in their meeting with Lindsay Shepard, who was a TA who showed a clip of you, they sort of interrogated her, accusing her of creating a hostile teaching environment for showing a clip of you in her classroom. And during that interaction, which she recorded, they compared you to Hitler.
3: No, they compared me to Hitler or Milo Yiannopoulos. Excuse me. Right? No, it's important. And the reason it's okay. important is because, look, these people, two, one of them and sorry and, a... and just,
7: and just, to, just mm-hmm. to finish that question, yeah. maybe you'll braid this in. Yeah. You are one of the most outspoken champions, I would say, of free speech right now. I would like for you, if you can, to sort of grapple a bit with being, believing in free speech so strongly, and yet also suing this university for slander.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, um, so first of all, they compared me to, they said playing a, 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 a clip of Jordan Peterson was like playing a clip of Hitler or Milo Yiannopoulos. And I thought, well, let's go a little easy on the Hitler comparisons there. Guys, we might want to save that for when it's really necessary. Because you don't, you don't use, it's, it's sacrilegious to use an insult like that, except in situations where it's justified. It's not appropriate to use a catastrophe like that casually, especially when you're doing it under the guise of moral virtue. There's no excuse for it. And then the second thing is, you're a professor, both of you. Get your damn words straight. Which is it? My Hitler or Milo Yiannopoulos? Seriously, those are not the same people, in case you didn't notice. One of them was the worst barbarian in the 20th century, with the possible exception of Stalin and Mao. And the other one is, is a, what a provocateur trickster who's quite quick on his feet and, and, and is, what would you say, is stirring things up in a relatively non-problematic way. They're not the same creature. And so to to combine them in a single careless insult during an administrative, uh, what would you call, investigation, which was entirely unwarranted, by the way, and was predicated on an absolute lie, there hadn't been a student complaint, as the university admitted, there was no excuse for that. And if they weren't professors, then, well, it wouldn't have been so bad, but they were. And the reason that I sued them, there's a whole bunch of reasons, I mean, that... The Hitler comparison and the Milo Yiannopoulos comparison were only two of about 40 things that they tarred me with. And, and they're all listed in the deposition. And the only reason I brought the lawsuit forward, what, seven months later something like that, was because of what happened with Lindsay Shepard. So what happened to her at, Linz, at Wilford Laurier is absolutely inexcusable. Everything they did to her was predicated on a lie. Then the university apologized, and so did... The Professor, and then he lied during his his, uh, his apology, which was a forced apology anyways, and therefore of very little utility. They were subject to no disciplinary action, even though the statutes of the university required it and they made lindsay shepard 's life a living hell, even after they apologized to her and told her that she did nothing wrong and that they hadn 't followed their own procedures. So I read her deposition, and I actually read it on youtube where it 's got about five hundred thousand views by the way. And I thought, you people haven't learned anything. You've learned absolutely nothing. And so if one lawsuit doesn't convince you, maybe two will. So and then with regards to free speech, it's like free speech is still bounded inside a structure of law. And these people broke the law, or at least that's my claim. So I don't see the contradiction there at all. You can't just slander someone, defame them, lie about them. You can't incite people to crime. There's all sorts of reasonable... Uh, restrictions on free speech that are already codified essentially in the British common law system. So, but Wilford Laurier learned nothing, but this isn't over yet.
7: But isn't it creating a chilling effect, which is something that those of us care so much about free speech, want to sort of um, stay away from? You could say that these sort of defamation lawsuits are a really, really dangerous, slippery slope. And I'm sort of surprised you don't see it that way.
3: Well, you know, I do see it that way, which is why I spent seven months thinking about it before I decided to do it. But I thought that there's always risk in every decision. There's the risk of doing something, and there's the risk of not doing something. And both of those risks are usually catastrophic in every decision you make in life. It's like I I weighed up the, the risks, and I thought, nope, the risk here of not doing something is greater than the risk of doing something. Had they shown any sign... Look, one of the things that Wilfrid Laurier did in the aftermath of this scandal, which, by the way, was the biggest scandal that ever hit a Canadian university by a large margin, and it was an international scandal. I rarely go places where people haven't heard about this. And so it was a big deal, and they had plenty to learn, and they learned nothing. They set up a panel, hypothetically, to clarify their position on free speech and its relationship to inclusivity, etc., and the only two people on the panel who were advocating for the free speech position resigned in frustration and i know that because i know who they are and so and so, so well that's just one of the pieces of evidence that they didn't learn anything and then they continued to mistreat <coughs> shepherd continually mm-hmm. like her 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 deposition it's like an it's like a novel of stupidity you know it's like and my sense was had there been any sign whatsoever of let's call it true apology and procedural rectification, Mm -hmm. that she would have left them alone and so would have I. But there was zero. In fact, if anything, what they did was uh, double down and go underground. Here's our apology. Here's our procedures. That's what they showed the world. Here's how nothing at all has changed. It's like, no, not good enough.
0: Okay, very good, very good. Well, he's following on from that, Ken, and listeners, uh, is, um, uh, if we can stick it in. Um, the next one is a follow-on from that, really. Jordan Peterson is saying why it is so easy to manipulate people into extremism and become a bigot or a Nazi. Um, and that's, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's 1051. Uh, it's it's the second Jordan Peterson one, Okay.
3: I had a client at one point who was an unbelievably naive person. You, you cannot overestimate her naivety, no matter how hard you tried. Her parents taught her that, that adults were angels, literally. And she believed that in, in a strange sense. When I met her, she was in her 20s. And, uh, and, and, she, and she had this extraordinarily naive view of people and had been hurt. And if you're very naive and you've been hurt by someone, you often disintegrate because it blows your world apart, and that's what had happened to her. And I said, she had a university degree, and I said, well, look, like in, in, in the liberal arts, I said, didn't you read any history? And she said, well, yeah. And I said, well, did, like, didn't that disturb the whole adults or angels hypothesis? And she said, well, I read it, but I just compartmentalized it. Uh-huh. And that gave me a, the key to what was wrong with her, and, and we, we successfully dealt with it. But I had her to begin her process of cure oddly enough, because she had to understand malevolence, because she had been touched by it, right? She had to understand Mm -hmm. it, because her naive worldview had been shattered by the hand of malevolence. I had her read a book called Ordinary Men um, by Browning, and it's a study of these Polish policemen, uh, German policemen, who were sent to Poland after the Nazis had marched through Poland, and they were sent to police Poland, and they were, you know, decent middle class guys essentially, most of whom had been um, hit maturity before Hitler had come to power. So they weren't indoctrinated Nazis, you know, not, not like the Nazi youth types were. And uh, they had to go to Poland and, and be policemen under wartime conditions. And they had a very humane commander. And he told all of them that they were going to have to do things that would be far more brutal in all likelihood than they were normally prepared to do in their... In, their civil, in the role as, as, as non-military policemen, but that they could go back to their old job if they wanted to. So it wasn't top-down enforcement of an authoritarian ethos. And Browning documents their transformation from the guy next door, you know, the policeman next door, into people who were taking naked pregnant women out into fields and shooting them in the back of the head. And it's a brutal book, because, well, these men, it's like, it just ruined them to do that to themselves. They were physically ill during the process of transformation, you know, and and he does a very good job of documenting how an ordinary person transforms into a, a Nazi murderer, and I had to read that. I said, but don't you compartmentalize it. This is about you, right? This isn't about someone else. When you read history, you think, well, that's about someone else. It's like, unless maybe you're a victim and you identify with the victims. It's a very rare person who reads history and identifies with the perpetrators. But unless you read history and identify with the perpetrators, then you don't understand history at all. And so who wants to understand that? And I get my students. I said, look, I've told them this for 30 years. Here's something you have to understand. If you were in Nazi Germany, the statistical probability is overwhelming that you would have been a perpetrator. You think you would have rescued Anne Frank. It's like, think again. Those people are very, very, very... Very rare. They put their lives on the line to do that. They put their families' lives on the line to do that. You think you're one of those people? Really? It's like that all that means is that you know nothing. You know nothing about yourself. You know nothing about people. You know nothing about politics or economics or history. It's a harsh lesson.
8: The truth about Germany in the 1930s, it was probably the most educated society the world had seen to that point in time. Education alone Cleverness, in inverted mm. commas, alone. Intelligence alone. Mm. Civil,
3: oh, no substitute civilization for character. alone, no? Right, right, right. Uh, so, absolutely, there's no substitute for character.
8: So we don't want, to, you know, it's, it's... Pascal called about the... Called, talked of the glory and the scum. To reach our full humanity, mm-hmm. it seems to me, we need to understand both mm-hmm. intention.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, Carl Jung the
8: unbelievable it. scum that mm. lies, in, in terms of our potential, at the bottom of every heart. The extraordinary nobility, you call it the spark of divinity, I would say, made in the image of, an, mm. of a mighty creator. Mm. Uh, you've got to hold those things in suspension if you, if you defined your real humanity. And in fact, the way to through to the good place is surely through the valley of darkness in the first place?
3: Well, you, you know, that's, that's you think, well, if it's possible to be enlightened, why isn't everyone enlightened? It's like, well, you, you don't get to paradise, you don't get to heaven without harrowing hell first, right? And who's going to do that? Like, that's a terrible thing to do. It, it isn't even clear that you can survive it. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's brutally damaging to come to terms with your own proclivity for malevolence, and so people don't do it, and it's no wonder. But. But the funny thing is, and this is also something that I think that that people who've been watching my lectures have been attracted by, especially the young men, it's like, until you know you're, until you understand that you're a monster, until perhaps you even develop that as a capacity, you don't have the moral force to do good. And so not only is that dissent to begin with necessary to scare you straight, right, to make you understand what exactly it is that you're dealing with. But you don't even have the strength of character to be good until you understand just exactly what sort of monster you can be. I have a rule in in my book, Rule 5. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Yeah, I I read it. It's a meditation on the monstrousness of of parents. It's like, Mm. don't underestimate yourself, your capability to ruin your children's lives. You let them act in a manner that makes you disprove of them, you will take revenge on them in ways you cannot even imagine. And unless you understand that, you're not going to be careful enough as a parent, and you're not going to set proper boundaries. Don't let your children annoy you. It's a very bad idea. Now...
0: Okay, we go to this break, and we'll finish up after the break, okay?
5: Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heartthrob and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life
7: with ExtendoVite
9: Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, it delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out the kosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the kosher certified app Can make a huge difference for your future.
0: Okay, we'll go straight back to continue on with uh, Jordan Peterson, okay?
3: Well, you know, that means that you should try to regulate your proclivity to be annoyed, and you should try to be civilized, and you should talk to your partner, your wife, or your husband about your oversensitivities and foolishnesses. But having said that, you need to know who the monster is, and it's you. Individual malevolence is real. To constrain it inside yourself is extraordinarily daunting. To read history as a perpetrator is traumatizing. These are hard things. And then... to think through the problems of addressing something like inequality instead of reacting to it in a knee-jerk, compassionate manner and, and implement policies on that basis that are going to be counterproductive. That's also extraordinarily difficult. So there's difficulty as part of it. And then I would also say, well, we haven't talked about the resentment that drives the discussion of inequality. It's not all. It's not like everyone on the left is overwhelmed by compassion and that's why all these brutal things tend to happen. It's that they're also overwhelmed by the same sort of jealousy that Cain had for Abel, and the same sort of murderous impulses that emerge very rapidly as a consequence of that jealousy. He has more than me. He must be a perpetrator. It's morally obligatory for me to take him out. That's an easy message to sell. I read about how the communists de the Russian countryside. So imagine, imagine, it's, it's Russia, you're in a village. It's 30 years, something like that, after the serfs have been emancipated. There's a few agriculturalists who've managed to produce successful agricultural enterprises. And, you know, maybe they have a couple of cows, they have some land, they're able to hire a few people, and they're raising almost all the food, right? And so, and they're a minority in any village because the hyper-productive successful are always a minority. So they're a minority in every village, all right? And so, and, and there's people who are doing worse, and then there's a a lot of people who aren't doing so well at all. And then the communist intellectuals show up and they tell the people who aren't doing so well, some of whom are just suffering because of life, but some of whom aren't doing well because they've never done anything productive with even a second of their life. And the communist intellectuals come in and say, you know those guys that are doing so much better than you? Yeah, they actually stole all of that from you, and you're morally obligated to go take it back. It's like, oh man, you know, after, after six cups of mead, let's say, or let's say ten, or let's say twenty, and I'm drunk out of my mind, and I've got my cruel buddies with me, and we're all resentful right to the core because we've wasted our miserable lives, and now we have an opportunity to go, like, down the street to our wealthy neighbor's house and to rape his daughters, and we can do it in the name of good. It's like, well, there's a story you can market. And that happened everywhere in the Soviet Union. And so they wiped out the kulaks. It's like, great, and then six million Ukrainians starved to death. Yeah, that's right. right.
8: Brilliant. Yep. I'm a farmer. Brilliant. The Ukraine was the breadbasket of mm-hmm. Europe. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Then it became a region pathetically unable to feed mm-hmm. itself. And yet mm-hmm. the same sort of worldview that gave rise to that, we're now being told, you use the word neo-Marxist. Uh, many people in Australia use the word cultural Marxist. Mm-hmm. I've got an old friend who said to me, uh, what are you talking about, John, you know? free capitalist australia is not going to let that happen here
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well Qantas airlines took a nice step towards that the other day and they adopted their language policing policy
0: yep okay as i say we'll finish it next week we'll be back this time next week with the Barden report and we'll talk to you then
7: I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today.
5: Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information?
7: Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true.
5: Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say... Does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union?
9: No, not that I can see.
5: I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage.
7: Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com.
4: The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. You're listening to Republic
5: Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth,
2: truth.